Today's episode of the Not That Great Podcast, our season, is it five? Is this season five? I don't know. Whatever. Season premiere, 2021. Welcome. And you can, you're probably listening to this podcast on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or any other place where you find podcasts. So keep doing that. Share, like, subscribe, follow us on Facebook at Not That Great Pod. Or actually on Facebook, it's just at Not That Great. And on Instagram, it's at Not That Great Pod. So follow us. We are, again, for the countless hundredth, umpteenth, nth degree time, we're back. Um, the usual life getting in the way stuff. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy New Year. Happy Black History Month as well. February 1st today. Um, lots to do today um, with Al Brown. Um, maybe, maybe. An appearance by some other folks. I'm recording this intro before we record um, because we're doing a mailbag today. Um, and to, before we get really going, though, um, over uh, pandemic time, I don't know if, how many of you follow um, this kind of thing, but we've gotten uh, fairly involved. Let's say me um, and Brian Goodwin, newly so, had gotten involved in some uh, sports cards trading, buying, selling. Um, as a hobby, way to waste time and kind of bond as dudes. And uh, the, the, that hobby is fairly um, prevalent on Facebook. So, you know, we joined a bunch of Facebook groups and some of them had, you know, thousands of people up to 50,000. You know, we're in a groups that had 50, 20, 10, even down as far as, you know, a couple hundred. Um, and we both wound up in this group called uh, OCB, it's short for Ozarks Card Breaks. Um, and so I wanted to give, uh, Michael Miller and that group on Facebook, a shout out for helping us promote, uh, our comeback today. We're giving away some cards and we're going to give away courtesy of Mr. Miller, uh, 50 bucks in, um, break credit in that group. Um, and so all of our, today we're doing a mailbag, like I said, so all of our questions mostly are from that, from that group. So a big thank you and shout out to, uh, Michael Miller and all the guys, um, and probably some gals, I guess. Um, all up in the OCB Ozarks Card Breaks group on Facebook. If you want some nice, clean fun, go check out Ozarks Card Breaks. Um, and again, we thank them. We don't really have sponsors, but you know this is about as close as a sponsor can get. Um, Mike Miller was nice enough to donate the fifty dollars break credit. He didn't have to do that, and we're we'll be eternally grateful for that. We got some new fans, which is good. So. Hopefully, to reward these fans, we can start putting out episodes more regularly. We've got a little bit of a plan to do that. I've said this a thousand times before. You never know what happens. So, that out of the way. Again, thank you, Mike Miller and uh, the OCB guys. So, you're going to hear some of your questions today. Me and Al Brown are going to break them all down as uh, as this storm approaches here on the East Coast on a cold Monday in February, as they all usually are. Um, so hope you're safe, hope you're um, healthy, and let's talk to Alex Brown right now. Moose is in the house on this return episode of Not That Great. Let's go. Make it a double, I can take it another, get so hard to chase it, live up to, yeah, it slides away when you're running. Like my Uncle David, who never lived to escape it. The trouble you were about to cave in. 
for the first time in a long time. Al Brown, I think the, is the last episode that we did you by yourself? That's one of the last ones, right? That sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Um, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? I'm well. I'm Excellent. Well. Glad Excellent. to be back. Good, same, same. You know, I was getting, uh, not to get too like far afield from what we're here to talk about, which is fucking everything, but um, I was getting real kind of down around here because it, it's everything is very routiney right now um and you know it's just work five days kid two days 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 and i was like we got to do something or else i'm gonna wind up with a drinking problem so uh so i was like we got to get the band back together so the band is back together um al brown the only person available for this you know we talk in the group and it's like everyone's like yeah dude let's bring it back blah blah i'm like okay well you're available everyone's like oh i got a thing that day um which i guess is like the major problem with the podcast that everyone's got a thing every day yeah that's all right better than having nothing. I, I have way less things to do now so you'll be hearing more from me yeah good i mean it's <laughs> at least in the short yeah. term yeah fair enough yeah well that bar's loss is our game so um let's start we're doing a mailbag okay mm-hmm. and we're and this is not one of those stupid mailbags where we make up all the questions okay we got actual questions this time um from actual real people from real actual human people um wow yeah yeah we, we <laughs> i mean we basically bribed them so um and i i gave a shout out to uh the ocb group in the intro so um shout out again um but the majority of the questions are football related as you would imagine this being super bowl week officially um and we start right off with the blockbuster Goff Stafford trade. I think the term blockbuster is slightly overstated. Agreed. Um, but you know, I don't really have that much uh, reverence for Jared Goff, um, and I think that Matt Stafford's great, and he's been toiling in futility for quite some time. Yep. Uh, but he's on the Lions, so that's kind of their brand. Um, take a superstar yep. and just have him sit there forever and not really get anywhere. So, um, but here's all right. So. I just talked to Al before we came in the air and I was like, yo, I'm going to read you this article uh, from prideofdetroit.com. And it's got a list of, uh, and this is from Albert Breer, the NFL writer. So it's a list of offers that the Lions had on the table. Okay. Okay. All right. And this is a surprise to you. Um, The Rams initial offer was a 2022 first rounder Goff and an additional pick. The pick is not specified. Mm Mm-hmm. The Washington football team offered their first rounder and a third rounder. First round is 19th overall. The Panthers offered their first rounder at eight overall and a later pick. The Colts offered packages of picks and players. Those are not specified, but they did not offer their first round pick. What the fuck are you doing? Mm, Yeah. Really? The Niners never made an official offer, but Breer believes the 12th overall pick was not going to be on the table. Same question. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that, that makes no sense. Broncos discussed a pick swap equating to a late first round pick. One late first round pick. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <clears throat> Patriots and Bears both quote unquote checked in. New England, another what the fuck are you doing? But this is this is part of the course for New England. New England offered a second round pick and a player. That's it. 
Yeah, and then, and he, did, he Stafford said that it, it was, I think New England was the only team he didn't want to go to. Right, exactly. But the I mean, I guess the offer was still on the table. Oh, right? so how the mighty have fallen! Seriously, Jesus. don't even want to play. Well, I we we assume that that's because of Patricia, right? I, one would hope. Yeah, but that begs the question of why the hell did we bring him back anyways? Well, I think that I mean there's something to be said for going somewhere else and then, you know, coming back to where you found your initial success, maybe there's some comfort there or whatever, but I don't think that. Um... Yeah. But he was like, I, I, I don't want to get sidetracked too much because. Well, no, dude, this is going to be a whole Stafford. football conversation. Let's keep it going. Who cares? So like Patricia didn't show us anything when he was, when he was here the first time, like our, like there were several times where I was just like, what the hell is is that and why is that happening and there were certainly multiple times where i felt like bill had to like take over during games i mean i don't know if yeah. that's 100 true but i mean i he showed nothing that impressed right like, at all yeah fair enough um yeah and then but he, anyways, didn't, back, he didn't back. he didn't impress in detroit either obviously so um clearly uh what is it about that organization like you've you get you're going era to era right you've got you know as far as i can remember or as far back as i can remember being on this earth um one of the arguably the best running back of all time didn't give him an offensive line so but he still did all that with that one then you go forward you got a combination of phenomenal quarterback and a phenomenal receiver still can't get it done and then you start kind of, there's little flashes of greatness here and there, not greatness, but you know, decent pieces and everything. And just, they like, and, and Stafford only went to the playoffs, what, once or twice? Yeah. Um, I believe only once. Yeah. And he is the, he is the all time touchdown leader having never won a playoff game. He has wow. the most touchdowns by a quarterback who's never won a playoff game, which is like almost 300. It's like 280 something. I mean, I, I like this for him a lot. Oh, Stafford. me too. I, really I think do. it's going to be a spectacular fit. I agree. I mean, you know, it, the, the, the blueprint was already out on, on golf. Yeah. Um, Belichick did a really good job of exposing that during that Super Bowl where he just completely made everyone look foolish. Yeah. Um, and he, Goff just clearly – has a hard time reading the field. Like it's, it's apparent. Um, yeah. And he also, you know, even though Stafford is older, you're getting an extraordinary upgrade as far as arm talent. Yeah, um, I agree. And decision-making in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think Robert Woods is going to be very, very happy. Mm -hmm. with What happened? I agree. That's going to be, that's going to be a nice hookup. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and he is a, uh just about like about to be no that was he 29 28 29 so he's about to be in that like Stafford's area. that he's got it no 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 no. i'm talking about woods oh so, woods. Okay, i've always i've always thought as extremely underrated but never had um just didn't have the guy yeah to get he the ball to have him. someone throwing him open he right completely reliant on like all right here's the exact route here's mm -hmm. what we're running and it was you know yeah. system yeah but he's getting to that like you know last couple years of prime um yeah 
And um, I, I think that and that defense is so you you arguably have two of the best defensive players in their position for this era, you know. Yeah. In, in um, Donald. Yes. And um, I, I almost called him Darnold for some reason. That's a completely different person. Donald and um, Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the rest of the team, the rest of the team, like they they are deep. It was really just this one position that they needed to shore up for the most yeah. part. I mean, you can always make improvements on any team, but that's, that's uh that was a smart move on their part and giving up the two first rounders. It's like your, your team is built to win now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, who are you going to add? Move? Yeah. You know, um, one more thing. Um, the, uh, the team offered, uh, I believe Goff to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's not real. Uh, That's not a real thing. The Rams were talking about NFL for reportedly agreeing to terms on a trade with Stafford. If everything went according to their plans, they would have en- ended up with an even bigger name under center. LA Times Sam Farmer said the team originally tried to trade for Packers star Aaron Rodgers, but Green Bay simply refused to entertain the idea. So that, I mean, that's not that package would have to have included Goff, right? Because they're because I don't. It's clear that Green Bay is not ready to go with Jordan Love. So maybe, and so what I'm getting at is maybe Green Bay is really holding to this thing where they're like, "Yo, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers," but the there is a prevailing theory that. Rodgers doesn't take another snap in Green Bay. Where do you fall on that? Because if I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't take another snap in Green Bay. I mean, so he did just have like a borderline MVP season. Oh, dude, yeah, yes. Um, well, well, that's not why I'm saying he wouldn't take another snap there. Right? I mean, I just feel like they LaFleur took the ball out of his hands to win the game. Oh, so yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was going to get to, to that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Part. Okay. Um, yes. LaFleur absolutely biffed it in yeah. that, that like, that was, that was bad coaching and that was a, you know, a huge fuck up, but we've had coaches make these mistakes before, you know, like Andy Reid won a Super Bowl, and a lot of people forget about all of that clock mismanagement. I, I'm sure you don't, having been a Philly fan for what? as long as you have. That doesn't yeah. sound familiar. I don't Yeah, yeah. But you, you know, mean, dude? we we used to mock him and and call him fat Andy. And yes. <laughs> and tell, oh, well, well, I mean, I still call him that. Yeah. But, um, but okay, yeah. But like, Point well so <laughs> coaches, coaches who have um have a lot of offensive upside. I feel like you kind of roll with a little bit. Yes, yeah. they fucked that up. They blew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that this season with LaFleur is as egregious as keeping McCarthy around as long as they did. True. Um, so, I, like, if I'm Aaron, I stick with it. I don't, I don't think that they're sold on love in the replacement kind of thing that a lot of people may think. But yeah. Aaron's older. And has been hurt, mm-hmm. you know. He's my age. <laughs> oh my God! What is he even doing out of his apartment? Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Um, so I, I, I think he should. So the 
it's weird because Green Bay is so very, 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 very specific in certain cultural things. Mm. And I'm not exactly sure how many years, but they've basically only had like three quarterbacks for the last like 40 something years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just kind of how they roll. That's like Pittsburgh Um, coaches. Yeah, basically. Um, So I I think, I think he should stay play the rest of his career there. I think LaFleur will learn from that mistake. And yes, it was more than one in a pretty huge moment, but I, I think Aaron's probably got two, two, maybe three years, maybe three. Mm. Write it out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think it'll, it'll be best for everyone. I really so do. You don't think, uh... I don't think there's a trade. I don't think yeah. he asked to be trade. I don't think that there's some sort of explosion where he, you know, pulls a James Harden and says he wants to get the fuck out of there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's, what's your take? I don't, I don't, I mean, let me, uh, let me, let let me let Matt Fox in here first. So he's going to have to keep listening to us for just a second. Yeah. Um, What's happening Fox. Um, So we're in the middle of this question. So let me, let me, let me finish this little diatribe here and then we'll uh we'll move to a baseball question so you can actually have something to do um (laughs) so i don't know man i i i he's a candidate to be something that is very elusive in sport that i really appreciate which is just being on the same team for your entire career and it's it's so rare now for especially for someone of his um it's i guess not that rare for some of their stature but i guess the person right in front of him for greatness just changed teams so i don't know if that has any influence on him you know thinking like maybe i can't win here but i could potentially go elsewhere and i just got beat by a team where a guy did that you know yeah um but there but there is probably also a tinge of that that's like well that guy is also happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time um and that answers uh the question that jake davis asked us is tom brady really good yes he is so yes. so um <laughs> so, yeah, one and one word he answer. wins again yeah <laughs> yeah dude um, so I, I think that, I don't think he's a, um, Harden, Kyrie, douchey no, type he's guy. Not. He's not. He's so if they don't trade him, he's going to play. Um, but I also don't think that the trade that we outlined a minute ago, um, that offer that was probably straight up just like golf and a pick for Rogers straight up. You can't judge it based on that offer. Cause that's a nothing offer for Aaron Rodgers. So um, especially because the Rams pick is good because they're in the playoffs this year or it's uh, not as good because they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. So I don't know. I, th- I think anyone's tradable for the right amount of stuff. Um, and if they don't, if they, they, but they would, it feels like if something like this, they would have to be like, all right, you know what, if we trade him away, it's going to have to be a decision that we make that it's rebuilding time and love starts unless they, he get, unless you trade him for, you know, a top line quarterback. But you have pieces there that could be obviously the team is very good. He makes the team mm-hmm. go. Um, you know, you might be looking at a slightly worse team that makes the playoffs and doesn't make any real noise. Um, but if you go rebuilding, obviously, you know, you don't hear from Green Bay for five, six years. So mm-hmm. I think he stays and plays ball unless yeah. they're wowed by a trade offer. Yeah, I agree. Which uh right now doesn't seem like that trade offer is there. So Foxy, how you doing this morning, bud? What's up, brothers? What's happening, man? How are you? I am well. Fox, you look very uh, cozy in your cardigan that you were in there. Yep. 
hey, it, it, it looks like it shrouds up into your headphones. So like, it looks like you're wearing a, a headphone cardigan. That is a, <laughs> that is a, that is a South Enders cardigan right there. Fox, um, should baseball writers continue to vote on Hall of Famers? That's a question from Eric Yeager. That's actually, that's a phenomenal question. Um, I think yes, but okay. I think that there are so few um, sort of rules and regulations on how they are supposed to vote if there's the governing the way they vote so that it, it allows for any, I mean, I think the benefit of it is that it allows for everyone's true feelings to sort of factor in and get baked into their um, their their own subjective equations but it kind of leaves for some chaotic free-for-all where some people are, are using some standards and others are using other metrics. So there's no, really no sort of codified uniformity um, to the people who then enter into the hall. It's just looking back over time, you can find similarities of greatness. Um, that being said, I think that the writers are the ones that spend the most time focused on the game other than the players themselves. Mm. Uh, I think that sometimes even more so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Some some players just can can do it as like fly by the seat of their pants. But I mean, the writers really spend their their you know professional lives d diving into the game. So they really do have this sort of untapped reservoir of knowledge that the layperson probably doesn't. Um, so I think they are the best source of this. I just think that there should be some governing principles as to what constitutes a Hall of Famer, um, mm. especially as we get into new and advanced metrics. The, the scale is, uh, is not just sliding, it's, it's all across the map. Let me bring up, um, for funsies, let's bring up the, I generally agree with what you just said, by the way. Um, yes. And yeah, also that's... fans are idiots. So if we yeah, we don't having need... them voting yeah. all the time, uh, it would just, you know. The other thing about that too is the fan thing, it can be too easily gimmicks to get people to participate. And in that way, it won't, it just doesn't count correctly. Like yeah, they'd be like, exactly. like oh, if you vote on Tuesday, it's worth 10 times. Like, fuck that. Sponsored yeah. by Pepsi. Like, I, we don't yeah. need that. You know what I mean? No. Um, and it also, it also uh, skews more towards <clears throat> bigger markets where, Fan base. You, need a, you need a cough drop there, pal? Yeah, dude. Really. Come on, man. <laughs> Our big comeback. So great you just came throat. out of your throat. <laughs> Come on, buddy. It uh it definitely it definitely skews the the votes um to benefit players in bigger markets. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Homers vote for homers. Their their player could be out for the entire year and still make the the all-star uh team if fans uh, or uh yeah, if, if there's like a local campaign of some kind. Like the, a radio station decides. Yeah, if it's anything like a Hall of Fame or an all-star voting where the fans are in charge, yeah, that just skews it towards bigger markets. I feel like you could do a percentage or whatever, but it would have to be so minimal that it didn't really count. <laughs> yeah. And again, you, uh, I disagree with what, with what Kurt Schilling just did, which is take the power out of the, out of the hands of the writers and, and say he's you know burning bridges on the way out of town. Mm. Thing, he's going to defer to people whose, whose opinions really matter. Um, um, you know, I disagree with most thing that Kurt Schilling says or does. Uh, but Agreed. 
Uh, yeah, I second so. that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all in agreement on that. Let me, um, as my dog barks in the background, let me let me read the top ten guys that just missed. You know, top ten vote getters for the last class. I want yeses or nos from you guys on if they are eventual Hall of Famers or not. We'll start at the bottom. Jeff Kent, just yes or no? I'm saying no. no. So just to be clear, that we think will or should? Will. Will. Okay. So, Kent, no. Andrew Jones. Yes. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Sheffield. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'm still on the fence about him. I'm still on the fence. I just yeah. never liked him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he used to scare the shit out of me when he would play against the Sox. Yeah. Swing the bat. Yeah, the, the, your, the way you put that out is actually perfect. I feared him when he was a bat more than yes. most players. Mm. Yes, agreed. This is the, the raw power and the unchecked swing. I'm like, is that what mechanics it looks like? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was certainly an interesting swing. Jesus. Very busy. Yeah. Um, Todd Helton. I think yes. I do too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Billy Wagner, I'm going to say no. Do you? Ooh. It's hard for relievers, dude. I know, but this is the age of relievers. They're having, they're having their moment now. It's, I mean, okay. I, I'm. But that being said, I'm. I, I'm leaning no. I'm deferring to the old schoolness of the general writers block that votes. Yeah. And saying no. It's, it's it's a lot harder for yeah. to get in and. Uh, I'm gonna pass. Wow. <laughs> dude, come on. Damn it, Fox. What a lawyer answer. <laughs> um Viscal, yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Totally. Um, this one is I'm gonna skip this one and come back because this is a really interesting one uh that I saw a lot of chatter about. Clemens, I would say yes. probably. I say yes. Yeah. He, he should if he will, he I don't know. Yeah. What'd you say, Fox? He was in my in my mind, I don't know exactly when he started doing the illicit substances, mm. but his years where it's assumed he was that he not clean, yeah, warranted a Hall of Fame. His numbers on their face are absolutely worthy. It's just the taint, yeah. the, the tarnish of. And I think, much like I will get into with Bonds, uh, well, Bonds is next, so just dovetail right in. And I won't. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go right into Bonds. Go ahead. I say yes. I think Bonds should get in, even though he's the the most egregious offender of the steroids mm. uh, rule breaking, because before his body changed, he oh, was yeah. no, he falls yeah, under the he he's was, in that he Clemens was, category. He was a Hall of Famer before any of that, which is one of the most infuriating things about absolutely. Him. It really is, and and it also uh, it then it then factors in how much do we want to punish people? Mm. Do we want them to go from Hall of Fame status to then being you know, having demerits against them that bring them out of the hall just because of it. And I think that's the main question is, do we want it to be punitive to the point that if they were Hall of Fame eligible or candidates or mm. worthy, I should say, prior to any suspicion? Um, and again, that that in is an uncertainty that alone could could make it a little more murky. Yeah. But punish them you're punishing him for his arrogance you know like i mean yeah more than anything yeah the fact that he was just such an out like flagrant dickhead about so much stuff and was never 
Well, not only that, I mean, the arrogance of that, as well as the arrogance of his ego, yeah. like to, to, I'm trying to think of like a corollary, but he was so good at the game and mad enough that he wasn't getting the praise that the home run hitters were getting that he was like, I can't beat him, join him. Like, bro, you beat him. You've, they've been beaten. All they can do is hit home runs. Yeah. You're five to a player already as a beanpole. I think he was just so driven uh, to be the best ever that he didn't care the consequences. Mm. And if that's the case, then there should be consequences. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, but at the same time, you know, history removes itself from logic and, and reason. It, it sort of takes that away. And I do think that his numbers, I mean, well, we can't look at his numbers because they were inflated. So uh, yeah, I think he... Will but even if even if you even if you look at like again just looking at the numbers from his pirates days or whatever yeah like like you stack that up i mean everyone loves ken griffey jr right yeah. everyone yeah. loves him yeah they loved his backwards hat they loved his beautiful swing loved him but if you look at the same years while they were both at their primes mm. bonds was way better yeah like significantly markedly better over that period of time. So mm -hmm. I don't know. He just, if he wasn't such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> the douche. Uh, speaking of such a douche, does Schilling get in? I mean, let's assume that he didn't say he was walking away, but I think now he now has no chance. I think if he had kept his mouth shut, he would have got in next year. Yeah, I agree. He would have. Yeah. He has the moments, you know, he has those hall of fame resume moments. Yeah. And a, oh, hall, absolutely. And a hall of fame dick nozzle yeah and i i don't think he ever i think it was unlike the steroid guys i i think he was never tarnished with that brush i think his is just personality it's mm. like the ty cobb like we hate you so much yeah it's <laughs> wild when you're comparing someone to a, a flagrant racist from like a hundred years ago it really <laughs> good time it's like good wow time. that flagrant That's racist evolution that flagrant racist in the hall of fame though isn't he yes yes he, he is not real so, cost. yeah yeah um all right so the last one is scott Rowland. hmm not jim edmonds as i thought we were talking about the other day for some reason no <laughs> Rowland. i love scott Rowland. i I just know that when I was playing fantasy in my earlier days, I always wanted him on my team. And if that's my metric, then. <laughs> I also love Scott Rowland for obvious reasons. He was a Philly for a long time. Yeah. Uh, played the game really hard, played the game the right way. Having said that, I don't think he gets in. Yeah, I just don't think he's I... flashy enough. And next year, who do we have coming? We've got Ichiro. That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer, yeah. I, um, I haven't looked at next year's yet, um, but you know, we'll, that's something we can cover in the future. Um, okay. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ichiro is there next year, then yeah, he's going in the immediate hundred percent. I would, I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be a hundred percent. I bet. Yeah. Um, or there's, or it's going to be like 99.4% and one douche is going to be like, well, well, I just don't think that he had the resume. Mm. Yeah. I right. wanted to vote for Harold Baines. Yeah, exactly. He didn't have home runs. <laughs> Um, let's keep it. Foxy, how much time you got? Are we losing you anytime soon or what? No, I, I no. did all my work already. Oh, I good. Work nice job. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, we already answered the, is Tom Brady the GOAT? That's obvious. Um, let's stick with baseball just for the time being. Um, oh, what? 
Just, I have, yes, Fox. What yeah. is it? What happened? <laughs> Hello. Are you breaking uh, news? No, I'm just looking over who will be the on the first ballot next year really quickly. All right, go ahead. Do it. A-Rod, David Ortiz, oh, Mark Kerr, Jimmy Rollins, Carl Crawford, Jake Peavy, Coco Chris, Justin Morneau. Coco Chris. Fielder, Joe Nathan. I mean... It gets it gets bad, but but at the top, A Rod is another one of those questions. Um, he should be in, but the end of career usage will will make it so he's not in on any number of his first couple ballots. I think he'll I think he'll be he'll get a bump for being you know as as humble because as anyone he's, who's been. He in. has done the most dramatic exactly. turnaround yes. as far as like Q rating that yeah. I think we've ever seen ever. Yes, we went from him being unprecedentedly suspended yeah. the way no one had before mm. people are like you know you had pedro gomez chasing people in parking lots with a microphone because <laughs> the whole balco craziness yeah and now all of a sudden he's dating j-lo he's commentating on games he's mm. he's at the friggin presidential inauguration ceremony yeah. like yeah. It's just, Bro, it's insane. I've never seen anything like the only person who's done anything even remotely close to this is Mike Tyson. Yeah. Where you go from being this like pariah Villain. to all of a yeah. sudden being this lovable. It's so weird. It's the Tyson's up there on that list. And I know this is going to make Fox cringe, but Vic is kind of doing that same uh. blueprint. Um, but the thing about A Rod, he, like, doesn't, he doesn't have that, like, that borderline sociopath charisma right that no 100 has right no you're totally right but a-rod was in the booth for fox or espn i think almost immediately. immediately i think he was on fox first no he was on sunday night baseball first he, I think he just jumped right into the Sunday Night Baseball. At least that's yeah. what I remember. But he might have done, if he did anything at Fox, it would have been a year or two. Tops. He was doing games with uh, uh, Jessica Mendoza and Vescursion on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I know that's where he, he's been recently. I just don't know if he did a segue entryway. Through. Well, he's on Fox now. But he was oh, he on, is? He, yes, he was on ESPN first. He's on Fox now. I didn't, I didn't realize he switched over. I guess I missed that. that yeah, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he's on Fox now. Uh, I think whatever. I, or like, <laughs> or like the TBS pre-shows or whatever. Maybe he just works for whatever. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever analyst. So who cares? Well, um, what do you guys think of Ortiz? God, I hope so. I mean, I, he technically, I mean, he never tested positive. His name was released in a thing, but yeah. I mean, you want to talk about Hall of Fame moments. Postseason moments, yeah. Like he's he's got those. <laughs> he, he's got a treasure trove of those. I want to say he gets in. And also, I, everybody loved him. He's, yeah, he he but, is lovable. But remember, everybody loved him here. Yeah. Boston, in New England. But he might also have that Sheffield factor where, where outside of Boston, people feared him when he was up. That's That's got to be true. That's 100% true. Yeah. All right. Especially just, in, the, in the playoffs. I'm just okay. putting it out there as an excuse, potentially, when he doesn't get in. Be like, oh, well, the rest of the country is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um. And then who's the next person on that list? Let's go one more. Who's the next person on that list? Uh, I think I heard Teixeira. He's a, he's a steroid guy too. And Jimmy Rollins, I heard. He should get in. Jimmy Rollins. I, I love J-Roll. Yeah. For sure should get I in. Think, I think he his peak his peak years were were really good. I don't know if they lasted as long uh, a duration as, as is necessary though. Yeah, fair enough. Oh. Who else for my Phillies is on there? Is Ryan Howard on that list? 
Is there a Hall of Fame for guys who were really good for two years and then, and then someone figured out if you throw him a curveball, he can't hit baseball? Ryan up? Howard is on the list for first-time <laughs> balloter next who, year. Dude, kid had a fucking phenomenal three-year stretch and then pew! In between, yeah, he was like in the between Angel Pecan and Omar Infante, by the way. These are the other people <laughs> around him on the list. <laughs> one, more, one more thing about Howard. Rookie of the year. Yep. MVP the next year. That's crazy. World Series the year after. Mm -hmm. That's everything. And fell off a cliff. That's everything. That's his That's whole so resume. Bizarre. Only thing better is the old, the old Freddie Lynn and Ichiro Rookie of the Year MVP in the same season. Oh, mm. nice stat. You just yeah, nice pulled that one out of your ass, dude. That's why you bring Foxy on. <laughs> baseball questions. That's why I bring you on for basketball questions. Oh no, shit. Yeah, what I'm, did just, I I'm just driving the bus. I don't know anything. What did I miss beforehand? We cover some basketball. We no, no, we no basketball we yet. We're gonna we're gonna football. save the last like fifteen minutes for basketball. Um, but we did uh, some um, talking about the Stafford and Golf trade mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, let's uh, let's see here. How much time do I have? It's ten forty. I got like twenty five more minutes. I we're not gonna record again before Super Bowl, so let's just get that out of the way. Even though no one has picked. Or no one is no one asked about it in the questions we got. Yeah. Um, who you got? What's the score? Let's start with uh, Brown. <sighs> so <laughs> this is like um, so the last time that these two teams met, which I believe was Week Twelve, Tyreek Hill had about two hundred yards in the first quarter. First seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> seemingly, um, seemingly. So that's kind of scary mm -hmm. that offense in general is absolutely terrifying because even if you do manage to you know double coverage Tyreek you still have to deal with the guy who is now the greatest tight end in football yeah um you also have Sammy Watkins and Miko Hartman and you have um who else Kareem Hunt is yeah. no he's on the Browns no 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 you're um uh dude there's just a team full there's, of speedsters there yeah there's just so many offensive weapons but the defense for tampa bay has looked markedly better since then uh especially uh up front and getting pressure mm. and another thing that's concerning for the chiefs is that their starting left tackle eric fisher tore his achilles yeah and will not be able to play for the super bowl um oh i am i'm only doing this because I think they're this is what I want to happen. Yeah. Brady's gonna win number seven. Mm. And it will probably be it'll probably be a high scoring game. Um I think that Kansas City's defense isn't good enough to really stop what Tampa has in place right now. Mm. Um and I just don't think that the Chiefs defense is that good. So I'm going to I'm going to say Bucks. Um and I'm gonna say it's 32-28. Fox. Uh I'm gonna make this short. I think Casey's better, but I've learned very uh clearly never bet against Brady in not just a playoff, but in a Super Bowl, even though the Giants, um, well, I guess the NFC East, 
Yeah. All right. And, and he goes, <laughs> yeah, how's that one? Three in the NFC East. But, but uh, I meant for your boys. Yeah. We don't we talk with the blue men. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> but what I do think it'll be uh, akin to the 2001 Patriots Rams. Mm. Where the Rams, I think, we're, scoring? We're, we're definitely the better team. And it'll come down to a Harrison Butker field goal at the end. And Brady will, will drive them down with like, you know, a minute and a half left. Okay. And I think that the that the uh, the Bucks win. Or sorry, yeah, the Bucks win, and it's not a Harrison Bucker; it's a uh, what you call it? The other guy. I don't know who their kicker is. Maybe Parky or is he Browns? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. it's kickers. Who cares? Yeah. So some but wild remember, stat hero. Fox, remember we bring you on for baseball stuff. I know. Alex, so. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> so if I, I I'm probably off by a percentage point or two, mm. but <laughs> Tom Brady after this Super Bowl will have appeared in I believe it's 19 percent of all the Super Bowls. That's pretty crazy. Phenomenal. That's unreal. <laughs> like, that's, that's unreal. That's so insane. And if he and if he does if he does pull this off and he does win it, like that's a wrap. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Make Boys a statue. Do whatever you need to do. But that's that. There is no. Yeah, there's no more there's discussion. No one that's going to touch that. Yeah, like it can't. That's crazy. Even even for as good as Mahomes is going to inevitably be, yards, touchdowns, all that stuff. There's no way you go to ten Super Bowls. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. Okay. I um. I think I think that. Uh, it'll be akin to Hank Aaron being a 24-time All-Star in 23 seasons somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, I want to pick Brady. I really do. My one hiccup is, and I, I, I don't think that Kansas City is not susceptible to this, but a lot of times in the especially in Patriots Super Bowls with Brady they just the first half is so immensely frustrating because you're like they are so much better than this team offensively and you're waiting for Tom or Bill or Josh or whoever to like open this shit up and let's blow the doors off these guys and it never happens right and I think that the absolute wrong team to get into that potential pattern with is the Kansas city chiefs because they're going to come out so hot. If they don't come out there, it's because I, I, I want it to be an air raid shootout. And I know that, I know that Mahomes doesn't obviously has the better arm, but the pieces are there for, for Tom or for these guys to be going, you know, we're We're talking about halves, you know, entire first half of the game, potentially with no punts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So but if, and who knows if that's a, a product of Belichick's, kind of feel it out sort of first quarter second make adjustments and then make adjustment to the half like strategy i don't think arian's coaches that way i think that he, he wants doesn't. to get out here and start you know utilizing these pieces man you've got he's got guys so if that's a brady thing then it there's a definite possibility of trouble for the buccaneers however we all know what Tom does in second halves and late in games. So 
I think it's a close game. I don't think that Brady necessarily loses. I think he's the goat before this game. He made it to this game. He's the goat before this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this puts, I think that this Super Bowl is going to put Mahomes with two ahead of, he, with two, he's ahead of Breeze. He's ahead of Rodgers. And those guys are the most contemporary to Brady that we talk about. He'll be tied with Roethlisberger. Um, and I think, I think that as young as he is, that they will start maybe putting him to two a type discussion right away. If he wins this game. And I think that, I think he does win it. And I think that the chiefs win 31 to 24. 24. All right. So that would be that would be the first time um, that a quarterback has won back-to-back Super Bowls since Tom Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like the records when they go when they get into talking about Super Bowl records, it it's just, it's just like not even fair. They're like, oh my god, with that throw, Tom Brady beat Tom Brady with a. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait a minute, that touchdown pass extends Tom Brady's record. It's like, does anyone but Tom Brady? Tom Brady probably has defensive Super Bowl records. That's how many like. <laughs> You know what I mean? The most sacks for a quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Each time it'll be uh, broke the record last set by. And it'll always be exactly. Yeah, it's always Tom Brady. But I, I'm also kind of in, like not having a rooting interest necessarily in this game as an Eagles fan is a, a fresh place to be as also being, you know, partially a Patriots fan. Like you've had to be so emotionally invested for the past two decades. So having no emotional investment in this game necessarily uh, and just being a football fan I the most chaos I can root for is for Mahomes to win. True, and it's not even that. It's not even really that chaotic. He won it last year. You know, but that's yeah. what I want. I want. I I want. I I love when this narrative is because it's already it's already halfway there, man. We've been in this for a week. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. We know he's the greatest of all time, but everyone's giving him seven. I think. Mm. And I so the most chaotic we can do or be is to say that Mahomes. The reigning Super Bowl champion wins the Super Bowl against the greatest of all time. And I think it is the most, it would be the most signature of signature wins in the modern era of football. I think you're absolutely right. I think that most people expect Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady to to get number seven. But I think most people want to root against Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's There's a lot of people rooting against him. There are people. Patriots fans rooting against him. And I think they're just assholes. There's, you know what it is too? Is this like, it's, you can, we could, we could have talked about just this for 45 minutes and all of our, well, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there saying it without saying it, but all of our things would have ended with, but he is Tom Brady, but he is Tom Brady. You know what I mean? It could have been like, Oh, Tom Brady is going to go play with, he's a quarterback of 10 nuns against, (laughs) uh, you know, the actual chiefs. Like, yeah, there's no way that the Chiefs don't crush those nuns, but their 11th guy is Tom Brady. Exactly. <laughs> those goddamn nuns. Goddamn nuns. Um, one Tom Brady little, gets some fleet of foot. I'm, I might be misspeaking here, but another wrinkle that I just thought of um, the d- defensive coordinator for Kansas City, Steve Spagnolo. Mm. Um, wasn't he the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants teams that beat? Tom in the Super Bowl? Am I misremembering that? Can I think you're correct about that, and I'm going to look it up. He's he's from Grafton, Mass, by the way. 
Um, How do you know that, but not what you knew the defense? Yes. 2007 hired as the Giants D coordinator under Coughlin. Good call out. Super Bowl XL2. Whatever one we know is. what we Whatever. know what happened in that one. Yeah. So he could. I mean, he doesn't have the same kind of talent on the defensive line that he did for the that Giants team. That's true. Um, but he does know how to make Tommy tap dance a little bit. True. So that could 100%. be an interesting wrinkle. And maybe he can teach McCole Hardman the helmet catch. <laughs> we don't. We don't speak of that. <laughs> uh, let's go. Hold on. I have one more thing on the on the Super Bowl. Go ahead. I have not been paying attention to prop bets, mm. but I did see one notable uh, former athlete, Chad Ochocinco, formerly known as Chad Johnson. I thought you said, I thought you said notable. Notable. Did say, put it out there, that he's deleting his Twitter account if uh, Travis Kelsey does not score the first touchdown. The first touchdown. Wow. What's the odds on that? Like negative one sixty two. I don't know. Hold I on. Do. Hold <laughs> but, on, because we're gonna look. But anytime you go into first touchdown, like you've got a problem. You're <laughs> saying they're gonna score a touchdown in the first half or something. But the first fucking touchdown is it could anything can happen. It could be yeah. such a fluke. Again, you got a problem. Uh, anytime yeah, two scores, like negative one sixty two. Yeah, it's not a good bet. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole list of prop bets because it's yeah. obviously 90 pages long. I totally um, agree. Um, this Tyreek Hill MVP 12 to 1 looks kind of fetching, but whatever. Um, <laughs> let's do um, let's do this one. One more baseball question for you, Foxy, and then we'll get into some um, some That's prognostication cool. and then some childhood stuff. Oh, cool. Um, oh, wait, yeah. We let's talk about b-ball real quick. Um, we didn't get any basketball questions at all. Um, and I had a, a New Year's resolution to watch more basketball, and it is not working out. <laughs> so, um, unlike all other New Year's resolutions, I lost weight before I started watching basketball. That's how this. That's how this New Year is going. Um, I'm very glad that you lost weight. Thank you, bud. Al Brown, I think you look wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Al Brown. Oh, it's also my uh, Shit's Creek shirt is helping. Booyah! It's a really good. It's a really good shirt. Al Brown, catch us up on some ball. Tell us about the Celtics. I know they're in third or fourth um, in the East, but uh, dubious record at best. Um, some losses that definitely should not have occurred. Those happened when I was actually watching basketball, like I said I was. And we've got a bizarre world in which the 76ers are the best team in the East. What the fuck's going on? Um, well, I mean, considering the talent that the 76ers have that shouldn't be a surprise, especially yeah. now that they don't have Brett Brown as their coach. It is if you grew up um, a Sixers fan. Yes. No, I, I get that. <laughs> but you know, after, after everything, the team is starting to look, look like a real basketball team. And um, Embiid is playing at a pretty spectacular level mm. for the Celtics. Uh, they look flat. Um, and I, I, was always a big supporter of this guy, but after the Miami series, I, I think I'm, I don't think that Brad Stevens is the guy for the job. Um, Whoa. 
he just, I, I feel like they've, so when he first started, his teams were always like these scrappy overachieving teams, but mm. they don't, I, I don't know, man. They just, they don't, they don't seem to be playing uh, at the level that they need to be. And it's, it's obviously, it's a weird season and we've had injuries and we've had COVID and there's only been like a small amount of time where Brown, Tatum and Kemba and smart have been together. And now smart is injured. And, mm. But I, some, I don't, I, I don't want to say exactly that it is Stevens, but there's been some things that I just, I've been kind of confused by and things that I've seen that I, I like, if I'm seeing them, then an NBA head coach should be seeing them. Right. Um, like the fact that he wasn't able to really game plan against a Miami zone defense that everybody knew was coming. Um, so that's been frustrating. Um, but there have been some good surprising things. Mm. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte has been incredibly fun to watch. Um, Houston, now that they are without uh, Jimmy Whiskers, is uh, <laughs> is looking great. John Wall looks healthy. Um, Boogie looks healthy. Mm. They're moving around. They're spacing. Paul Silas seems like he's doing a great job with that team. Um, one guy that I've so one of the uh, questions that I had seen in the mailbag was um, up and coming stars. Mm. And I mean, in the NBA, there's, you know, a treasure trove of them. We've got Luca and, and John Morant and Zion. Um, but the dude that has impressed the hell out of me uh, is actually on the Sacramento Kings, Tyrese Halberd. Mm. He was the 12th pick overall. Thank you for the thumbs up, Foxy. Um, <laughs> 12th pick overall. And he he has been balling out. He shows fantastic feel for the game. And one of the most impressive stats for him is that his assist to turnover ratio is the second highest in the league, second nice. best in the league. And that, I mean, that's a rookie. Like rookies always turn the ball over like crazy. That's just what they do. Yeah. But he's, he's got that. And he's also doing it while doing these incredibly flashy, no look and one, you know, incredible passes so he's he's really going to be special to watch um i don't know what to do with brooklyn mm. i mean i guess you don't need to play defense if you're going to score 135 points a game but yeah. it's it's just they're such a weird weird team um and for them to be at their max i think that Kyrie is going to have to be the one to be the number three three and i don't know if he's, he's not capable in that way yeah um and the lakers are probably going to win it all again and lebron james is an old man and somehow is still playing like a fucking superhero yeah <laughs> like he hasn't taken any time off really he's been going full throttle even in this weird truncated season and off season it's absolutely amazing um, let me take this, since we haven't done this yet, let me take this opportunity to drag Tommy Brogan for taking Carl uh, Anthony Towns ahead of LeBron James in our fantasy draft. Um, having said that, back to your point real quick about... Um, Wait, about, that was shot fired and then right back into it? I yes. love that. Um, like aside, shot fired. Shot fired. Uh, something about Brad um, that I've always thought, and I don't know 
what the I don't know why I always think these two words, but the words are killer instinct. And I feel like he just doesn't have it. He's, I just don't think he's aggressive enough. Is that an adequate, is that something that you've thought in the past? I mean, I don't know if you As can- Somebody really... watches the game like a lot? Yeah, so it's just, <clears throat> how do I phrase this? Um, it's, I don't, I don't think that there are, you necessarily need some sort of like firebrand as a, as a coach. Mm. Um, it's totally fine. You can have stoic coaches. There's been a lot of successful ones. Um, but it's just, I, I feel like, not that the team has quit on him, but I don't think that he's able to energize them in the way that some of the younger and quite frankly, blacker coaches might. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to have, um, a, a younger African-American coach on the Celtics. Um, I would love to have Monty Williams, but he's in Phoenix right now doing a fantastic job with um, Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden. Aiden and, yeah, Bridges. Booker is hurt right now and hasn't really played up to his skill set because they've just radically changed the way that they've played so much with Chris Paul but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just, I don't know if Brad's reaching them. Um, and then obviously there have been some things where I just feel like he hasn't made proper adjustments to teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they should be at a higher level than they are. But again, I could be overreacting. These past couple of seasons have been really weird. So I don't know if we just give him a pass, but. Uh, I mean, how like how deep a pass like how 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 long can we extend the pass for COVID? I mean, well, you're, I you're mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how long that's going to take. But like again, their their best four players have not really played very much together at all. I think there's only been like two or three games so far. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things about this season, for some reason, is that like the that everyone is so close. Yeah. Like as far as records, like there isn't, you know, there's not a team who's, you know, undefeated or really anything like that. I mean, I guess it's kind of like right now it's the Lakers and then everyone else is kind of in a, oh, just only slightly above 500. It's, yeah. it's just a weird season. Yeah. These last two seasons have just been very odd and it's, you know, triage most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now and you're right about that, that, you know, Clippers, Jazz, Lakers in the West, um, and then Sixers, Nets in the East. And then everyone's kind of below those. Like, I mean, the Nets are only four games above 500, um, you know, with 22 games played. So you're right about this kind of, there's a lot of this middle yeah. kind of fighting. Um, and it looks like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to change after the all-star break, whenever that's going to be this year. Yeah. I mean, or what that all-star break is even going to look like. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that we're doing the same playoff structure as last year. So we're doing those, the four teams we're from seven to 10. Yeah. Okay. Playing, yeah. All right. You know, I, again, I, I need to watch more basketball. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I said I mean, a few, I so like, like, I'm it, more and then. 
for this season especially i feel like you're kind of okay missing the first <laughs> third it's so bad because it's been it's been weird i mean the games themselves like it's been high quality play for yeah. the most part from what i've seen um like denver and utah had a awesome game last night that was went from being a blowout and then it was super close and then not so much and, but yeah it's been the the Level of play has been fun. It's just been weird. I was going to watch that game last night, except I wasn't going to because the Royal Rumble was on. So I had to. Oh, that, that's. I had to watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and a, a mention, real quick shout out to Edge, winner of the men's Royal Rumble. That's wild. And uh, he, oh, and he came. He's 47 or so. He came in at number one. Oh, he did the Ric Flair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah outstanding um and it's 47 right yeah i was right 47 and then um bianca belair won the women's rumble she came in at number three i don't even know who that is dude bianca belair is legit she's legit i like charlotte i was uh i was um watching i'm in my office right now i was watching my office last night and it shares a wall with desmond as uh, we all have seen and know and when he won i was like <laughs> stressed trying my hardest not when she won i was trying my hardest not to scream she is <laughs> she is the best pure athlete in the wwe today wow 100 percent. huh 100 percent. that's that is quite a statement i'm i'm gonna have to check this check out 100 percent. yeah watch rumble it's good shit um let's do um hmm what's about 10 more minutes let's say um and by the way, for people who are listening for the first time, all of my cues and all that shit, that happens on air. I don't edit that shit out. We, who has time for that, right? <laughs> it's fucking free phone discussion. Unless someone goes silent for more than 30 seconds, I don't edit anything, just so you know. Um, Foxy, I'll push this one to you. All right. What's the potential for another major baseball blockbuster trade? Uh, I think Chris Bryant trade is next. Mm -hmm. That's what I've heard a lot of too. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Um, I've heard a bunch of, of landing spots, but I think the Nats might be where, where he ends up. I, um, I don't know. And the weird thing is, is that the Nolan Ryan or the Nolan Arenado uh, deal was an absolute yeah, two, two, two very different uh, styles of very different eras. You say Nolan, and, and and it just rolls off the tongue. Racial uh, makeup. It was an absolute blockbuster on one side. The <laughs> the package back did was not a blockbuster package. It's it's prospects that even I haven't really heard of mostly like i've heard of them maybe i it's not what you'd expect for a nolan arenado type player um who is a future hall of famer who is an eight-time gold glover in eight years i mean his glove might be the best in the game um position to say like he's just he's just a phenomenal player and yeah his numbers have dipped but uh the getting back to the actual question is um i think that because of the loss of revenue in the last year and the uncertainty going forward of 2021, where there's still the pandemic and the collective bargaining 
agreement is is on the horizon. Um, I'm not sure uh, what teams are going to be super active in the remaining free agent market mm. and also in the trade market. Uh, I think a lot of play, a lot of front offices are taking a wait and see approach, uh, just as far as the um, pandemic is concerned and the vaccines and whatnot, and seeing how many fans they can get in the stands and, and when the, and how many games they're going to have and what they're going to be playing their players and all that stuff. So yeah. I think all those variables factor in. I'd be surprised if there was another, another blockbuster. I was surprised that Nolan Arenado got traded. So take that with a grain of salt. As I've said, as I, after I've spoken for five minutes, yeah. they say, take it with a grain of salt and uh, there may or may not be. I, again, I don't, I don't know nothing. So not about, <laughs> not about the... The trade landscape right now, but Foxy, really quick. So I've heard um, a little bit of traction behind this, and I think it makes sense. Um, the Red Sox, JD Martinez, somewhere. Um, he was a Dombrowski signing. It seems like they're trying to go in the opposite direction of what he was kind of doing, and I don't know if this is a, a trade that they use to further this slow slide into just being a crappy mediocre team again well we were a crappy mediocre team last season but i don't know who's who's gonna make a play for jd martinez right now his numbers were were so down hmm. that it would be the ultimate buy low but i don't think the socks are willing to give him up for what his his value is right now they're not gonna sell low yeah i don't think they'll sell low hmm. but right. i would lo look there's J.D. Martinez is a polarizing character in Boston. I mean, he could be one of the best hitters in the game. And then last year he was literally sub-average. So I mean, the entire team was just atrocious. Mm. It was bad. It was very, very bad. To the point that, I mean, Benny was the rising star other than Devers on the team for two years and was starting to play like it. And now everyone in Boston, because of the way... 2020 went and sort of the end of 2019 uh people are are not just willing to to accept him as not being a superstar but they're willing to get rid of him completely in boston yeah so that just shows just how just how much the the local ball club is uh <laughs> <laughs> how well they're doing <laughs> yeah it's been sad <laughs> again i have nothing to add so um <laughs> Uh, let's go with the. Uh, let's wrap this up. Let's go. Last question here. Um, I'm gonna start because I feel like um, I feel like I feel like this question is like made for Fox. I don't know why, um, but I, I'm gonna let Fox go last. Favorite sports moment. This is from Matt Student. Favorite sports moment from your childhood. I've already said that mine. Or we talked about me and Al real quick before we came on the air. That's the minimal amount of preparation we do for this show. Um, I I mentioned mostly i have no actual emotional tie to it but it did take place in philadelphia so i mine is the um the leitner shot 1992 at the spectrum al did you i don't know if we covered if we said what yours was but why don't you go right ahead and then matt fox will talk about some baseball single for 45 minutes <laughs> so it's it's kind of difficult to say childhood moment because uh as we discussed previously my entire childhood in boston sports was quite mediocre um i was just slightly too young 
uh, to remember the Larry Bird glory days. Mm. Um, I watched him as a dude who was lying down on the parquet floor instead of sitting on the bench because his back was so messed up. Um, so as far as like childhood, I would probably say that my favorite childhood sports moment um, would probably be, and it's not even Boston related. Mm. So my aunt lived in Oakland, um, well, in Berkeley, right near in the Bay Area. Mm. Um, and she knew uh, the vice president, this dude, Andy of the Oakland A's. And so I went out to visit her when I was like 10 years old. And this is like prime McGuire. Bash Brothers. Mexico, Bash mm. Brothers. And I got to actually watch them do batting practice. Cool. Um, like right by, like right by like the third baseline area. And um, then uh, we watched a game. We were in the hot seats right on third baseline. And McGuire hit this like towering gargantuan home run. And it was just one of the, it was the coolest. Even though, even as a child, I was like, this stadium sucks. <laughs> I don't know if you, that, that Oakland Coliseum is just like a giant slab of cement shit. Yeah. With some dirt in the middle that you can yeah. see year round, no matter which team or sport is on the field. Exactly. Oh, what a dump. <laughs> oh man. I don't have anything like that. I thought, I assumed the question was mostly based around uh, plays or whatever, but Hey, it says from your childhood. So, I mean. Uh, I didn't, the first the the first sporting event I ever went to was a Phillies game in I was probably eight at the vet uh, <laughs> talking talking about piece of shit stadiums. I love uh, the vet. I miss oh, it. Dude, it's so grimy. I, that's you know so what's funny. Grimy. I don't remember who won or who we played that day, but I remember that the, the stadium was grimy as shit. I remember cement seats in the in the bleachers. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a court. <laughs> there's a court in the basement too. Or there was. Of course. Why not? It's good. Um, I, I guess that like the only like childhoody type moment would be um, and <laughs> this happened in 2008. It's not really childhood. Um, but the closest thing like to that story was would be driving all night to get to the Phillies parade when they won the World Series in 08. That was fun. So, but again, not a childhood moment. Oh, also um, another Phillies moment was being heckled for nine merciless innings in the bleachers at Fenway Park for a Red Sox Phillies game. Why do the Red Sox care about the Phillies? Who cares? Interleague play. But I was still like, oh, that Schmidt jersey, you think you're better than us? Shit like that. You think you're better than me? Fenway yeah. <laughs> is a very special place and special things happen like that. Yeah, special. Yep. Sure. And special in that recklessly Olympics talk kind shit of way. to whoever yeah. without any sort of <laughs> Foxy, take us home, brother. All right. So like Al, I was a little too young to really get so invested in the in the mid to late eighties um, Celtics, because otherwise they there would probably be. Oh, this just happened. I have to stop you real quick. Sorry, Fox. Yeah, Dustin Pedroia just retired. Official. Hey, look at that. He's he's destined to be a coach. Years ago. No, yeah, I, in my head, he retired two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Fox, continue. Okay. Uh, but that is that is very uh, very big. It saves the Sox twelve million, I think. Nice. Um, he wasn't going to play anyways, so no. But he'll still he'll be a special assistant, like Tech was within a year, or maybe maybe immediately, maybe immediately. Um, 
but to get back to the whose whose question was it? A, a, a local listener, a, a loyal listener. Um, this was a question from Matt Student. Hey, Matt Student, good question. Um, what I would say is my favorite athlete as a child was Nomar and then Pedro. Pedro did something that I've never experienced with any other player. And that was when the Red Sox were on defense, when Pedro was pitching, I would not go to the bathroom. <laughs> I would wait until the Red Sox were on offense on any night that, that Pedro was pitching because watching him pitch was so electric. That's not one specific memory, um, but it is sort of, oh, that's my dog in the background. What's up? Um, <laughs> but, it is, but it is sort of a defining through line for, for my formative like teenage years. Yeah, um, 99 through 2001 was exactly. just, it was the best I've ever seen. But if I had to boil it down to one or two moments, again, it would be a little later than childhood, but it was still 20 years ago almost. Um, and that would be the 2003 ALCS David Ortiz back-to-back walk-offs. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, those two games in concert were amazing. E either one on their own would could could suffice for the greatest play I've ever seen, um, given the circumstances, and to do them back-to-back -back, uh, was amazing. I was living in uh, I was living on Hemingway. Hemingway and Westland, um, yeah, oh, through oh, like oh three, I think I was in I was in Christian's apartment while he was in uh, Spain or whatever, Alex, um, and uh, I think that's oh three oh four oh two oh three, and it was I was there for about a year or so, and then I moved just outside of Fenway. Um, oh yeah, mine was oh four, not oh three. Sorry. Okay, and I was bouncing at Jillian's across the Fenway Park, and that. That period of time, 03 to 05 was, or even up as up to 07, when they went again in 07, was the most fun. Like the the park like glowed and hummed. And like, yeah, you know, there's there was a that, buzz on the streets and um, people were, you know, excited to be at the ball games and you know, all that stuff. That that little run of time, probably my favorite little era of sports fandom yeah um, 03 to 07 that was during that, that time, it didn't matter how how far behind the red sox were you always felt like they had a chance yeah it, it could be the ninth inning they could be down nine runs but you yeah felt like my right. mother's day miracle what year is that that's uh, the lugo walk-off right i gotta look that up i don't remember 2007 2007 yeah oh, my favorite my favorite memory yeah. was was nomar hitting three home runs on his birthday that's that's my favorite mm, there you go that's a good one that's that's a good good. that was my favorite that was i mean that must have been 1996 or 97 i was in my childhood bedroom i mean but, but you were like 27 years old right no <laughs> <laughs> no oh got him all right, yo, we got one more question in. Let's do it real quick. Ten seconds or less. Cowboys, who I just I, I don't I shouldn't even take in this question. I'm an Eagles fan. We don't take Cowboys questions on this fucking podcast. Um, Cowboys, better or worse, moving on from Zeke or Dak, or should they hang on to both? Alex, 
they should get rid of Zeke because that dude, I don't know what the hell happened to him. He can't hold on to the ball. He mm. doesn't look like the guy that they drafted. Um, he looks chubby. Um, like he just looks bad. He looks bad. And I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if he was just waiting for a, a larger paycheck and now he just doesn't give a shit. Mm. I don't know what happened. Um, if there's injuries or if it's effort, I don't know. Fox. Uh, I think they should, I don't know what to do with Zeke, uh, but like Al said, I don't know what the hell happened to him. His big feed me tattoo on his stomach. Maybe that's why he's getting so much larger. Uh, but I think, he, I think he meant it to be for the end zone. Um, yeah, it's not with, looking that way. Yeah, seriously. With respect to Dak, I think, they, I think they should sign Dak, but here's my, here's my reluctance. And Al, I'm going to shoot this over to you. Do you see comparable um, any comparables between the Dak injury and the Gordon Hayward injury? Because it took Gordon a full year plus afterwards for even once he'd after uh, recovery, after recovery, yeah, for him, for him to see start showing signs of life. Do you think that the Cowboys should be reluctant to sign their their franchise player? Um, knowing that it could be another couple of years before he actually really starts producing at the level that they're going to pay him for. So the only, the injuries that they had were definitely similar. Um, but I feel that it will be easier for someone playing quarterback, albeit one that does scramble a little bit, but it's not the same kind of motions um, that you're going to be going through on an average um, basketball game, you know? Um, like, yes, there are going to be those plays where he's going to have to move and be mobile and plant and, you know, to be able to get off really good throws. But I just feel like the mechanics of what his sport um, requires him to do is, yeah. is much different than what a, a basketball player needs. I feel that uh, Dak will probably be just fine um, he may not be as elusive, at least right away. Um, but the only thing that I think that would really limit him is if he has some sort of mental blockage, um, mm. where he's afraid of getting hit now, yeah. which is very possible. I don't think that will happen, but it could. Um, but I, I, I think Dak's going to be fine. Um, and I really, I hope he, uh, ends up in a good situation because he's talented as hell. He really is. He's just been kind of mired in a terribly run organization. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna piggyback on that. I don't. And it's. I want to use. I want to be able to use the terribly run organization excuse for Zeke, but it's. I think it's clear that the organization is affecting Dak, and the ego is affecting Zeke. I think he's just too into his own head, reading too much of his own bullshit. I've never liked Zeke, and not just because he's a cowboy. I really, really, really like Dak. Um, if I have to, if I was picking one, it's Dak all day, even with one and a half legs. Oh yeah. Agreed. All day. I think you build the team around him. It might be a year, you know, have fun with Andy Dalton or Danucci, um, for a year, but don't, Danucci. I don't think that and I, for some reason, and I, I have no evidence of this, but Zeke just feels like a locker room cancery type guy. I don't know why I think that, and I've never heard it, but he just, 
he just just really seems like all about himself. He's feeling, yeah, he's feeling himself. I mean, you mean the guy who went to draft day with a crop top suit so he could show off his abs? Yeah. <laughs> like that dude, a little self-involved, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. So, but yeah, if, uh, going forward, um, you know who you know who really needs to leave that team is uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. He may leave more than the team at some point. He's getting pretty old. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I honestly feel he's drank so much Johnny Walker blue that he's pickled <laughs> insides and he's going to live, <laughs> live forever. Yeah. All right, guys. Matt Fox, Al Brown. Love you guys. Love You're you too, good, to, good to be back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Not that great. 2021. Hell yeah. Let's do it, boys. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. All right. Later, y'all. Bye.